0: Hey, everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman. And this is your look at the astrology for April 3rd through 9th, 2023. We are we're in April. How did that happen? And I know that we talked about this last week. I was you know asking you all how you were feeling because I feel like March was went by very quickly. And number two, it was kind of a kind of a vibe. Wasn't it? I was having this conversation with somebody else. I'm like, like, hey, like Katie, I almost like called you because I was like, What's going on with the astrology? And it's probably Saturn going, you know, into Pisces, which is a big change of the astrology, but maybe it was Pluto into Aquarius. And this is just new psychic material for all of us. Uh, you know, Pluto, as you may know, went into Aquarius on March 23rd. So what, a week and a half ago? And Pluto hasn't been in Aquarius since, uh, gosh, uh, 1780s and 90s. And, and I, I've said this, and I certainly said this in my webinar, shameless plug. Um, I did a two-hour two hour webinar on Pluto and Aquarius um, to talk about some really you know, important points and and what this may be starting to reveal for us, both collectively and personally. Um, But one of the things I talked about in my webinar is that we really can't use history as a as a sort of marker, as a metric, because humanity is vastly different than it was in the 1780s, 90s, because Pluto is not the same as Saturn which uh, you know we had Saturn Aquarius for three years 2020 to 2023 but Pluto gets into the psychic and the emotional material that is that is present and it's to reveal something is to help us to work on and to transmute an energy that is present both in our personal lives but also collectively I know that's a big statement you know, typically I t- try to focus on the individual, uh, but of course we are a-, a collective as well. So, yeah, we had that big change a week and a half and go, man, I just felt like life is just grinding my bones into the ground. So how are you all feeling um, if you're watching live? As always, always fun to kind of see where we are. Do you say hello? Even if you're not watching live. Um, you know, say hello, say hi, where are you watching from? Um, for those that don't know who I am, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I am an astrologer and psychic medium located here in the New York City area, and every week we gather live to talk about the astrology and how to sort of navigate it, work with it, and as you hear me say over and over again, the astrology is 50%, you are the other 50%, so how do we show up for something like Pluto and Aquarius, which I know is... is Big amount of time that Pluto is going to be in Aquarius is uh, going to go back and forth uh, in and out of Aquarius and then finally goes into Aquarius um, for the next 20 years, uh, starting uh, November 2024. But this is our first preview. So I'm just telling everybody just to sit with this energy. It's sort of taking us from March to May 1st, May 1st, Pluto turns retrograde. Then we go back to Pluto in good old Capricorn, starting again on June 11th, and we're gonna kind of do that a couple more times into 2024. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big shift. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got a new haircuts. Who I was talking to today with my my lady that does my hair here in Jersey City, um, she's like, Katie, I thought I was gonna call you. Like, what what's going on with the astrology? I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about Pluto. I'm like, yeah, Pluto, Pluto changed signs that's a big, uh, big change. Um, And it was one of the things that, you know, I've been talking about slowly but surely. But you know, I love Saturn and Saturn's change, also a big change, but just a little bit more um, regular change (laughs) compared to to Pluto. The other thing that we got on the horizon, uh, we also have eclipse season. Yes, good old eclipse season. Every six months we have eclipses. This is not a big deal. This is just part of astrology and time and being able to navigate time and eclipses. They they mark the hour. They mark a new time in our life or sort of this continuation of a chapter that's been unfolding. Uh, you know, depending on where we are in the eclipse cycle, maybe the, you know, six months before, maybe 18 months before we as I you know as I as I record this we're starting to wrap up an eclipse cycle that began uh, in November of 2021 we had our first eclipse in Taurus and then these eclipses take us all the way into the end of 2023 we have that final eclipse in Taurus at the end of October October 28th of 2023. And then we have that last Scorpio. Thank God, last Scorpio eclipse on May 5th of this year. But two weeks from now, we have a solar eclipse in Aries. And that solar eclipse is the first eclipse in a series of eclipses that are going to bounce back and forth between Aries and Libra into the beginning of 2025. Yes, beginning of 2025. Taurus and Scorpio, what are they? Well, Taurus... hmm. Taurus and Scorpio are what are called fixed signs. So Taurus is about the rebirth and the fertility of life. That sounds nice. That's why I laugh. What's Scorpio? It's about the it's about the end and the decay of life. I know it's a an intense statement, but it's just part of life. So we've been working through. This, these two signs, this axis that's very uh existential to living here in a physical world, physical body. We we grow older, we decay. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, we're kind of coming out of that really heavy south node in Scorpio placement. Maybe I'm just saying that because I am Scorpio, and really having to do a lot of deeper emotional digging while that south node was in Scorpio still is in scorpio until july but the eclipses we get our first dip into a new chapter aries is about new beginnings the individual taking action moving forward um it's it's that sense of renewal and so then the eclipse is going to aries means that the sort of the driving story over the next 18 months is about renewal new beginnings taking action being able to stand our own two feet having a strong sense of individualization on the other side of the eclipses although we're not there yet but in a way this week's libra full moon is a preview uh we have a libra eclipses into next year that talk about needing to look at relationship Wherever the south node is, again, south node is not quite into Libra yet. That will happen in July. But wherever the south node is, that area needs work. Maybe it's looking at our collective experience around relationships or our collective experience around uh, Scorpio themes, um, but also you know, having to look at what is our relationship with relationships and relationship is often a word that we just immediately think it's intimate relationships, but labor is actually the sign of socialization. We've all met people, they have really awkward social skills. Maybe I want them. I don't know. You guys never met me, but we need social skills. We, we are human beings. We, we are social creatures. We have evolved to be in connection, to be in relationship and partnership, to form communities. These are all Libra or Libra adjacent themes. And so South Node in in Libra and the Eclipse is going to Libra. We have to sort of look at our relationship with that. Maybe it's complicated. Maybe we need to take some do some work to work on our social skills, for example, or maybe we are overly reliant on people. Maybe we've just serially you know, been monogamous, been in relationship after relationship, and we don't know how to be alone. And then the North Node's in Aries, and North Node is, is like true North. Again, we're not quite there yet, but we're starting to move into that sort of psychic framework of time. And that North Node in Aries is saying, like, do not forget you. Do not forget to know what it means to be an individual. It doesn't mean we can't be in relationship. But, and this is where we really see this uh, duality that's fundamental in all the signs. It can't be so individual that we lose the ability to cooperate, to negotiate, to be in connection, to learn how to listen and to defer to the other person. Or we can't be so overly reliant on other people that we have no sense of individual individualization or even authority. So it's just the dance that we're gonna be doing this is why i'm saying that the that the full moon this week is is this preview because it's hitting on themes that are going to be very present over the next 18 months so that's like the big the big headline for this week a libra full moon It's picking up the energies of Venus and Taurus. So Venus is right at home in Taurus. So Venus has a lot of power and status in the sky right now. That's what happens when a planet is in its own sign and it's still very close to Uranus. We had the exact conjunction last week. Venus conjunct Uranus talks about maybe things need to shake up and shift or change uranus oh, sorry taurus by its nature wants to keep things the same it's a sign of fertility security money income resource value imagine a world where everything is unstable we can't sort of get a hold on things we can't plant our seeds into a fertile earth nothing will grow so that's why things have been a little bit uh, unstable over the past few years uranus has been in taurus but we just have to do those things differently now because Taurus is a place where we can get very comfortable, and, and trust me, as a Scorpio, I enjoy some Taurus. But it's a place where we can get a little bit too comfortable, and so Uranus is trying to shake things up over the past few years, and to get us out of our own ruts to sort of reevaluate things. We can't reevaluate things if we're always sort of not moving. So Venus conjunct Uranus last week, and so it brings these energies into this week with the full moon. And so we may see some bigger questions about the value of something, maybe the value of something in a relationship, uh, maybe a shakeup in a relationship. And because this full moon is two weeks before a solar eclipse, it's really leading us into the eclipse energy. For those that do not know what eclipses, um, every six months, I said this earlier, we have a new moon and a full moon that fall within a certain amount of degrees from what's called the ecliptic. If that happens, we have an eclipse. Sometimes that eclipse is visible—the solar eclipse. Um, I don't know the path of totality or, or or what type of eclipse it is. On April, it's probably a, a partial eclipse um, because it's so far away from the node. Um, but you know, sometimes you can see it where you are. Sometimes not. It's in a completely different place in the world. Sometimes you can see the lunar eclipse where we are. Um, but um, yeah, so every six months we have an eclipse, and it's like the curtain comes down on one act and the curtain comes up on another. Sometimes, if you've ever watched a theatrical performance, the curtain comes up and the set looks very different. The characters, the the players, the people that were there before are not there now. And that can sometimes be very literal for our lives. The People that were there before the eclipse, or maybe not there after. That's why eclipses have a little bit of a reputation for being dramatic pivot points or certainly dramatic plot points in the astrologer. But um, yeah, I know I got my got my star shirt on. Um, but anyway, but uh, yeah, so that's why eclipses can shake things up um but sometimes we get nervous around eclipses but actually as an astrologer i'd like to see eclipses um they can be the harbinger of a serious relationship they can tell us when a relationship may end if that's something that people are really wanting not to have a framework of time to work with um that's sometimes my job um but also they can talk about birth of children uh major changes uh, moves for example so eclipses are a big part of my astrological toolbox why I talk so much about them. Um, I'm still in the fence whether or not I'm gonna uh, do uh, an eclipse webinar. I usually do one every every season, um, but it's just been a lot, because I just did the Pluto webinar, I did a Saturn webinar. I think those turned out really well, so you know you can still get them. Uh, link is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, so let's start to pay attention to what are the themes that are starting to come in uh, with the, uh, the, the full moon. Um, and Libra the sweep, and how that is leading us into the solar eclipse two weeks from now. But we've got lots more to talk about. Um, Also, to quickly talk about uh, Chiron, actually, let me back up for a second, because I actually want to talk about this. Libra is what's called a cardinal sign. Aries is a cardinal sign. There's two more cardinal signs of Capricorn and Cancer. Cardinal signs, they align with the four directions. The four directions hold up the sky. These four signs are, are basically like the four pillars of life. We need relationship. We need a sense of individual, individual individuality. We need home. We need a place that we call home. We also need a place a place in the world. A sense of, you know, something like the a role that we play or a sense of duty and responsibility in the world. And without these things, life isn't so propped up so to speak. And I'm saying that a full deference to Libra, I think it's a sign that doesn't always get its fair due. Um, sometimes that happens with the Libra sign or the Venus ruled signs like, oh, yeah, you know, relationships, keeping things kind of pretty and whatever. And I think that's um, sometimes where pop astrology does a disservice to Libra, but it's actually a very crucial sign. I mean, they all are crucial, but as sort of one of uh, one of the four pillars of life, Venus is something that we really need to make sure that we cultivate because otherwise our life is out of balance. Now let's talk about Sun Conjunct Chiron. So Chiron, um, I don't know if you know what Chiron is because it is a newer addition to astrology. But for me, it's an important addition to astrology. Chiron is an asteroid, it's not a planet. um, And it is an asteroid that talks about pain and suffering. Just a personal pet peeve. I know we all want to kind of like say, "Oh yeah, Chiron, wounded healer," and I would be like, "What does that even mean?" Um, I know what it means, but I think it's a word or a phrase that we often use with Chiron. We don't really, you know, what does it mean, wounded healer? You have your wounded healer in Aries. Anyway, so box off. But um, Chiron is a pain point in our astrology. It's a pain point in the sky, and it reveals something that needs to be worked on, healed, both personally and collectively so that is sort of this psychic thread in addition to everything else i've talked about that's running through our experiences this week there may be something especially around the full moon that needs to be healed or dressed it may touch on a deeper sensitive point or even a pain point and this is something that may be very familiar, familiar for you, meaning it's a story that winds its way through different parts of your life. Sometimes it's the I'm not good enough pain point or nobody loves me pain point. I know it sounds, you know, But we're human beings or nobody can hear me, Chiron Gemini or something around voice and communication or for those uh, that are watching that have Chiron and Aries, which is where Chiron is right now, having the courage and bravery to stand up for yourself, to go after your your desires, what you need, Um, being able to have agency in a sense of individuality and authority. Regardless, because Chiron is in Aries right now, this might be a week where we have to have courage. Bravery. Um, Take initiative and take that Aries initiative to go after something that we want or to really get into something that is quite old. Uh, Mars is in Cancer, and Cancer is a sign that talks about the past, family, memory, that sort of subconscious memory, for example. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about Chiron, but Chiron can sometimes run in the background. So if you're feeling things a little bit sensitive this week, uh, that, could, that could very well be why Chiron, Sun so conjunct Chiron in Aries. <clears throat> so let's talk about the astrology this week of April 3rd through 9th, 2023. Um, you know, Mercury also goes into Taurus, it went into Taurus earlier today, so as I record this, April 3rd mercury is actually going to spend two months in taurus normally it's about two weeks You're like wait a second two months two weeks why is that so different well it's because mercury is going to go retrograde on uh the 21st of april no big deal we don't need to 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 freak out with mercury retrograde but a retrograde planet in particular of what's called a retrograde personal planet mercury is a personal planet it means that we have to to go back and do something we have to reflect on something it doesn't null and void our experiences I think you know sort of my personal pet peeve around Mercury retrograde is that when everybody everybody tries to grind their life to a halt um, sometimes Mercury retrograde is really annoying like I get it I'm a human too um, but I think the most important thing that we need to understand is that while Mercury is in Taurus, we need to sort of deliberate. We need to take our time. We need to look at choices. We can't just, you know, when Mercury was in Aries, communication was very fast, quick, to the point, sometimes too quick. I mean, like we think we, you know, we make choices faster than, gosh, can even speak? We make Choices faster than our brain can really comprehend the choice that we're making because you know uh, Aries is a very instinctual sign, but in Taurus we have to really you know feel into the value of something. Is it of value? Is it of worth? What are the value of my choices? Um, needing to be like, is it a left? Is it a right? And you know sometimes there's that stubbornness with Taurus, and when we do make a choice, it's pretty rock solid. So Mercury will be retrograde. I think it's like the, the 21st until like the 15th of May. Um, I think it's the I think it's like 16th or 15th. 15, 15, it's like 15 tours all the way back. To, I think five Taurus give or take don't don't quote me on those degrees. Um, but it means that we've got some more to do while Mercury is retrograde and we will revisit this theme while we are, you know, when, we, when Mercury is retrograde. But Mercury is in the same sign as Uranus. I don't think they made the conjunction um, during the retrograde, but this might mean like trying to reevaluate and come from a very different perspective. And maybe making choices that are based on something actually radically new and different. Then we get into Sun Conjunct Chiron, which I spoke about in the introduction that's on April 5th. So this is something, you know, Chiron's been in Aries since 2018. Yes, 2018, just pretty much at the same time as Taurus, or Uranus and Taurus, excuse, excuse me. Um, but this is a part of this Aries season, which is about taking action and moving forward. But what we might be pressing into some deeper material or some tender spots around power and agency and bravery and courage. Then we get to April 6 and we have the Libra full moon. It's at 16 degrees right on my midheaven. Um, but uh, this full moon puts relationships into the spotlight. Of course, that's a macro point. I mean, I, you know, not everybody uh, has Libra as their relationship sign, unless you're an Aries. Um, but it is a, an archetype that will be very present and an energy that be very present over the coming days. How do we connect? How do we socialize? How do we interact? How do we defer? You know, Libra, this is where I actually really love Libra and I love Venus. It's very aware of the needs of other people. People who typically have a very strong Venus in their chart. They're like, here, let me take care of you. Let me, you know, fix you something to eat and pour you a drink. Uh, It's very that, you know, hospitality that's very inbuilt and the Libra or the Venus. Archetype, you know, sometimes when people have a strong uh, Libra on their chart, they are in hospitality. They are um, also the sign of beauty. Uh, they, they're a designer, they work in aesthetics, or they work in beauty. But it is a sign that wants to typically cater to other people. We need that. Imagine a life where nobody was polite. <laughs> when I was doing my Saturn masterclass and we were going through each of the 12 signs, like, I, you know, kind of re. Reaffirmed my appreciation for Libra because I was like, wow, you know, a kind word or somebody holding the door for you or somebody helping you when you're struggling, Venus, Libra, actually, you know, goes a long way. Um, You know, and this is where we sort of need that energy to smooth out the Mars, whether it's the Mars of Aries or even the Mars of Scorpio. Then we, you know, that full moon, it does pick up on the energies of Venus and Uranus. There might be a little bit some shakeups with this full moon, especially because we are two weeks out from a solar eclipse. Uh, So yeah, relationships, uh, how do we negotiate? How do we partner? How do we smooth things over? How do we make peace? Yes, peace. Peace is part of the archetype of, um, of Libra versus Aries. Action, power, drive, war, aggression. That's the shadow side of Aries and patience, also the shadow side of Aries. And so how do we, you know, maybe not rush, especially because Mercury is down in Taurus. And how do we really sit and listen and really feel into the other side of something? You know, if there's an argument, how do we see the other side, for example? Later this week, we have Mercury conjunct the north, actually the same day on the uh, 6th of April. Um, I'm just highlighting that for a moment because, you know, every time a planet connects with the nodes, and maybe if you are a Virgo or a Gemini or if Mercury is a big player in your astrology, it can be a little bit of a turning point. You get that hit of eclipse energy. Like I said, this full moon isn't an eclipse, but it definitely is ushering in eclipse energy. So really kind of keep your eyes out for eclipse energy. And we may be making some very pivotal choices this week, for example. So that is your look at the astrology of this week. Let's, of course, look at each of the 12 zodiac signs. Listen for your sun and your rising sign. Yes, both. It's both, although maybe you have a personal preference. Um, Some people like to listen for for their moon. It's, you know, if you are listening for your moon sign, you look at it or feel into it. And feel is the operative word because it's your emotional perspective as opposed to the ego, sun, self. Anyway, let's uh, let's start with Aries. Aries. So a Libra full moon puts the spotlight on relationships for you, and so this is the the full moon every year that puts that spotlight on relationships, and this is encounter to the Aries uh, new moon that we had two weeks ago. Yes, it is your birthday season. Happy birthday. It's a time of new beginnings and renewal. And in this, you're going to have one more uh, solar eclipse in Aries. Yes, this is that, you know, solar eclipse. Sorry, one more new moon in Aries. This is the solar eclipse that I was referring to on April 20th. This is at the very last degree of Aries. But what this is saying is that this is a very dynamic time for you, Aries. It's a time of new beginnings, Uh, taking action, taking the lead, um, going forward into a new phase of life, especially a new phase of life that talks about home and family, putting down roots, settling down, making a change in your household, making a move, for example, or something about your parents, the past And memories. So, you know, relationships, what is your relationship with relationships, whether you have a primary relationship in your life, a marriage, a partnership, or wanting to use this full moon to bring new people into your life. With, the, uh, with Venus, uh, the ruler of, of the full moon in your second sign of money and income, there is a theme about value in relationships and maybe what is the value of relationships or what is the value of your current relationships or needing to make more of an investment in them. Do keep in mind that Uranus has been in your sign of money and income for the past four or five years. That's correct. Yes, four or five years. And uh, this kind of steps into a bigger story about money and income value or self-worth, stability, security, trust that may have been present at other times uh, in your relationship or other times over the past few years. This full moon, um, it does sort of act as a pre-shadowing some of the uh, Libra eclipses. We're going to see one later this year. So take notes, pay attention and just know that you are going to a very dynamic time, Aries. Taurus. So this full moon uh, is in your sign of uh, health and wellness. It's how you take care of your body. This part of your personal astrology, it's like a command center. Hopefully this makes sense, Taurus. Meaning we need to all have a sense of command and organization and structure over our day-to-day life. If not, it's chaos. So this full moon is really trying to get into some nuts and bolts stuff, making sure your life runs smoothly. You need to focus on your health and wellness, your your body, or even something as like how you are grounded in your day-to-day life. This full moon is the counter to the sun in Aries, and Aries for you is what's called your 12th sign. The 12th sign talks about it's like spiritual health as opposed to the physical health of that full moon in Libra. So how do you find the divide between your earthly life and your spiritual life? Do keep in mind that you are sort of in this time of preparation for your own season, and it's about letting go, making space, and clearing things out. This full moon does touch upon Venus and Uranus, and and they are both in Taurus. And Uranus, as you know, has been in Taurus since twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. I talked about this last week. This is different for each Taurus, but this is generally a time when Taurus has to completely reinvent reinvent itself. And so maybe you've been seeing that energy in your life at different points over the past few years, like, you know, tearing things up, turning things upside down reinventing who you are, for example. And so maybe as you make some big changes in your day to day life, it could be changing jobs, changing, making ch- changes in a project, making making changes, and how you take care of your body and your health and your wellness, sort of threads back to these bigger, you know, macro changes that have been with you the next couple of years or the past few years. So maybe this is a time for you to really um, set some big changes in motion that really show up in your day-to-day life Gemini Gemini so Libra for you is what's called your fifth sign so this is a full moon that puts the spotlight in a way on you meaning what makes you you what what your creative talents gifts and abilities There are eight billion people on this planet, Gemini. There is only one you. So this is a a full moon to really revel in what makes you an individual. That said, on the other side of this full moon is Aries and Aries season. The sun is in something called your 11th. And while the 11th really starts to bring you to the end of your personal zodiac calendar until you look ahead, you sort of plan for the coming year. It is a time when you are thinking about your place in the world. Who are your friends? Who are your community? And that's sort of the give and take that's about, you know, this part of the chart, Aries 11, but also Libra 5th. Who are you? Where do you belong? You know, especially with friends, sometimes we can lose ourselves. We can lose our individuality in order to fit in. But This also could be a full moon when you're reaffirming what makes you and what are your talents, gifts and abilities. That said, this, uh, this full moon points over to something called her 12th and sort of needing to let something go. It could be a false sense of self. It could be a need to make some space in your life so that you can be more in your life. Or maybe it's a need to, you know, kind of let go of some friendships or some connections in your community that aren't supporting who you are anymore. Uh, that said, Mercury, uh, your planet, not Mercury Gemini, your planet, Mercury just went Taurus and Taurus is your 12th sign. So this is going to be about two months of doing a lot of inward searching. Pulling back from the world, it doesn't mean that you are completely away from the world. But there's a part of you that needs to rest, to reflect, to recuperate, but to also to make some real estate and to let things go in, in advance of your season when the sun goes into Gemini later in May. Um, cancer, Cancer. So you are a cardinal sign, and in the introduction, I kind of you know give a little bit of a quick. Rundown on why the cardinal signs, which align with the four directions, are you know the four pillars in astrology. <clears throat> so, cancer for you, you know, you're a sign that's very driven to create home and family or a sense of connection, to take care of people, or at least to take care of the people that you love. And with Mars now in your sign, as of March 25th, you have a lot of motivation, desire, and drive To really go after the things that you want, for example, it was a long time with Mars and something called your twelfth seven months of really kind of going back behind the scenes and not maybe having the amount of energy that you would would want to Cancer. That said, this is a very dynamic full moon for you, and it hints at the bigger changes that you're going to see throughout 2023, 2024, and into the beginning of 2025. I know. Aries for you is something called your career sign. So this is the natural part of your personal zodiac calendar to really put you know the focus on your professional life. And with Mars in your sign, maybe you feel very motivated and you want to take a command in the world. Don't forget that Libra is what's called your fourth sign, home, family, base, You know, meaning for as ambitious as you may feel right now, or certainly uh, the power to drive to go out into the world. Don't forget what truly nourishes you and supports you, whether it is your family or your home or that sense of home and family. Maybe you need to take care of your home environment, for example. But with the Venus over into the 11th, it's really making sure that whatever you are sort of planting right now and sort of what you're going after is in alignment with your bigger hopes and wishes and goals for the future. And maybe that hope and wish and goal for the future, at least historically, isn't the same. And maybe you're actually thinking about doing things a bit differently or heading off in a new direction. So this is a a time for you to sort of replant yourself, Cancer, in order to go after new goals and new futures. Leo, my my fellow fixed sign, Leo. Excuse me. So... Aries season for you is something called your ninth sign. And so this sort of puts the energy out there towards travel, exploration, a search for truth and meaning in the world, for example. But on the other side of Aries season is this week's Libra full moon. And that Libra full moon puts into the spotlight the voice communication, how you think and listen and learn. You know, with the sun in Aries, it's easy to have opinions. It's easy to be like, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. This is my truth. Sometimes we think it's capital T truth. But that Libra full moon is sort of making sure that you give yourself some wiggle room. If you think something is absolutely 100% true, do your research go back to the source material maybe uh, think and reflect and like is this true do i need to get more information nevertheless this is a full new moon full moon that does put in the spotlight travel and movement of some variety so you may have a trip plan maybe it's a local trip maybe it's a you know foreign trip for example but uh, with mars in your 12th this is a time when there's a little bit of soul searching and, and truth does you know sort of hit upon faith and what do you believe in and both just because a book tells you tells you it's true is it really true and sometimes we need to go in and to feel it you know to feel the truth as opposed to really being able to intellectualize that truth oh i also add leo um, and maybe with that venus in uh taurus with uh uranus and taurus this full moon is, is hitting on some bigger changes that have been taking place in your career for quite some time. Um, Virgo. Virgo. So Mercury is your planet and it just changed signs and it's going to spend two months in Taurus. For you, Virgo, Taurus is something called your ninth sign. And... This actually picks up on some bigger themes that have been present with you since 2018, 2019. I know it's a long time. That's because Uranus is in Taurus and it's it'll be in Taurus for another few years. But the idea, and this is different depending, you know, on the Virgo, um, that you maybe you see things differently that you than you did four or five years ago. Maybe what you believe in, what you stand for, maybe your sense of how you see the world or even your ability to sort of open up your eyes to the world is very different. Because Uranus is trying to wake you up, it's trying to get you out of your own way, and sometimes we can have beliefs that are very stubborn and keep us from growing. So, when Mercury goes retrograde later this month, you are going to re- reevaluate what do you stand for? What do you believe in? What's your truth? Is it your truth? Is it a truth? Is it true? Um, And really, kind of getting into these sort of deeper beliefs that may be, and it could be something as simple as like, I believe that I'll never be successful. I believe, you know, sometimes these stubborn beliefs that we have about ourselves. So, Uranus trying to wake you up and shake you up. Uh, That said, this uh, full moon, you know, Aries for you is what's called your eighth sign. So this is a season, you know, every year where you have to get into your deeper stuff. The Libra full moon, it does, you know, sort of talk about needing to find safety, stability, and security, to feel like there's something that you can hold on to, especially as you dig up a lot of deeper emotional material. You know, can I trust? Am I safe? Am I secure? This uh, full moon also plays off themes of intimacy, um, you know, being able to open up to somebody, for example, maybe even open up to talk about some of the emotional stuff that we're still carrying. And it does get into those themes about belief that I was referring to a few moments ago. Um, this full moon also talks about money. Um, you know, Aries for you is finance, wealth, assets, um, sort of the money that comes from other people. Um, your estate, for example, I know it's kind of a big word, but uh, the Libra full moon talks about income, how do you earn a living, and needing to maybe make some shifts and sort of like, what do you value and and what do you believe in? Libra, hey, Libra, it's a Libra full moon this week, and you are a Libra. So you're in the spotlight this week, and this is going to mean different things, for different Libras. I mean, maybe for a Libra, it, the spotlight means getting recognized, or maybe the spotlight means that your life has got a lot going on. All eyes are on you, or maybe it's dynamic in the sense that you and a partner or you and somebody else in your life are trying to work something out. It's a pivot point. Um, maybe it's you know, it doesn't have to be negative. The pivot point can mean you and a partner trying to figure out what direction to go. Or maybe you and a partner are talking about some really deep and emotional stuff. Trust, intimacy, vulnerability, power, control, sexuality, for example. That Libra full moon does point over to what's called your eighth. And that's the same space that Uranus has been in since 2018, 2019. And it's trying to really reveal something for you. And maybe, you know, relationships you know they need trust they need a deeper sense of intimacy and vulnerability and sometimes the most naked thing we can do is not to take a close off is to reveal the real us and to be in that really vulnerable space with somebody whether it's an intimate partner or uh, somebody else in our life maybe this is a week where you really need to talk to somebody talk to a therapist for example because deeper emotions may be coming up and this is all in advance of a solar eclipse in your relationship sign and so this is a you know coming up on a new beginning in our in your relationships plural small r big r or maybe a time when new people are coming in scorpio so scorpio aries is something called your sixth sign of work health projects organization Mars is the energy of, of that rules Aries. And this is kind of one of the reasons why Scorpio can be a little bit of a workaholic sign. And so I'm saying that because that full moon in Libra is is pointing towards the other side of your astrology. what's called your 12th sign. And the 12th is where we are obviously invited, but sometimes led, um, to let go. To l- find the dynamic or the duality or the balance between our human life. Aries and also our spiritual life Libra. Sometimes we need to make some space and sometimes we're a little bit stubborn because we are a fixed sign and we want to really hold on to things and that Libra full moon says that it's time to let something go. What could it mean? Well, we find the energy of that full moon, Venus over in your relationship sign of Taurus and so maybe it's time to let a relationship go. Or maybe it's just Baggage that's impacting a relationship, or maybe it's something from the past—a uh, belief, a truth, something that we thought was truth. It's it's holding up too much space for something new to come into. Because do keep in mind, Scorpio, is that you're you know halfway through a seven-year chapter of completely reinventing your relationship with people. Scorpio isn't the sign that typically trusts. It holds up a lot of guard. And I think that's one of the interesting things about Uranus and Taurus It's trying to bring people into your life by any means possible and to get you out of your own way. So maybe this is a full moon for you to get out of your own way. That said, this full moon wants you to do some soul searching, to get quiet, to reflect, to recuperate. Sometimes we need to recuperate. Sometimes we've been working too hard, for example. Uh, but that said, you know, Mercury, not Mercury, Mars, your planet is in your ninth, and it's you know finally in your ninth. So this is a time for you. You're also, you know, soul searching, but you're also thinking about what you believe in, what you stand for. What do, what's your sense of right and wrong? What's your convictions, for example? And you may even be planning some travel. Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, Jupiter is your planet. It's starting to wrap up its time in something called your fifth. So it, you know, in total, Jupiter will spend about a year in the sign. a little bit of an in and out um you know jupiter left and it came back in december and it's going to leave and go into taurus on may 16th i'm saying this because you know to really capitalize on this last month of jupiter in your fifth the time for you to play to create to really get into what makes you you for example then it's going to go into Taurus and it's going to be a different chapter for the rest of the year. And it's you know, focusing on work and health and really taking care of your day to day life. That said, um, Aries season for you it really you know, brings some life to this idea. Of, well, who are you? What are your creative talents, gifts and abilities? What lights you up? What gives you joy? What gives you passion? We're going to talk about that next week when the Aries sun makes a conjunction to Jupiter. That said, this week, the sun is making a conjunction to Chiron. Maybe you're not so confident. Maybe something, you know, that deeper pain point around self and creativity and identity and self-worth is kind of coming up uh, quietly this week. That said, this full moon is in something called your 11th. And so this is a full moon where the spotlight is on community. You, whether it's the, the groups that you belong to, whether it's your sense of community, your friends, your social circle, for example, with Venus, the ruler of this full moon over in Taurus, you know, maybe there's something to shift and to shake up, maybe something a practical concern in a relationship with a friend or a group and needing to maybe do things a bit differently. And that's the, a little bit of a wild card energy with uh, Venus and Uranus and Taurus. Capricorn. So Capricorn, yes, you know, you, maybe you're starting to get used to what, what are we about a month out since Saturn went into uh, Saturn went to Pisces, which is called your third sign of voice and communication. Keep this in mind because, you know, Saturn will turn retrograde in June. I realize that's a couple of months from now, but this is sort of this time where you're getting used to this new chapter then Saturn's going to turn retrograde on, I believe it's June 17th, and that's going to be this time where we're really starting to build this new chapter of time, Capricorn. That said, Aries, you, know, you are what's called a cardinal sign. You're part of the four directions, these four pillars that I've been talking about uh, in the introduction, and Aries for you is the sign of home and family. So this is a season to really for, to, to focus on the past, to focus on home, to really build something in your home. And you know with Mars pointing over to relationship sign of cancer, maybe it's bringing up a lot of things in relationships. That said, this full moon puts the spotlight in career. And this means different things to different Capricorns. For some, it is literally about your career. It's about the direction that you're heading in life, the role that you play in the world some Capricorns, it's a change in your career because it's a change in job status. You get a job, you hear about a job or hopefully not the other thing where a job ends. Or maybe it's a time when you need to really focus on that little bigger question about where am I going? Where am I headed? with Venus over in uh, Taurus, you know, Taurus for you is what's called your fifth sign, needing to make sure that your direction in life, your career is actually an expression of the real you. Sometimes Capricorn is a sign that can get really into, like this is what I should be doing, but sometimes should is not really something that's in alignment with your heart. So really making sure that what you are, what you're building in this world, the direction that you're headed is actually in alignment with your heart. Aquarius. So Aquarius, we're about a month into Saturn's time in Pisces. How are you feeling it, for example? You know, and I was saying this to Capricorn, your fellow Saturn-ruled sign, to, you know, really sit with Saturn and Pisces. It's going to go as far as what's called seven degrees. Pisces is going to turn retrograde on June 17th. And that's sort of our first big, you know, mark in this larger three-year chapter of Saturn and Pisces. Maybe you've been feeling more intuitive, emotional. Uh, Maybe you feel a little bit less like kind of grounded in reality. But this is also a time to focus on money and income, material stability and security and making sure that it aligns with your bigger spiritual values, for example. That said, uh, Aries season for you really focuses on voice and communication, how you think and listen and learn. This is a very curious season for you, meaning like you know, Aries helps you to really, you know, nourish and to light up your curiosity. For example, maybe you're focusing on taking classes, education, travel, exploration. But this is a place where you really gather a lot of ideas, and then that full moon is on the other side of your astrology. So it's about what do you believe in? What do all these ideas make? Do they make a sense of personal philosophy, a sense of you know right and wrong, uh, maybe words that become a book, maybe you need to share your voice, maybe you, you want to teach, or maybe you really want to kind of talk about what you what you believe in, or, or even your story. There may be elements of storytelling in this uh, full moon, and e- maybe even matters of faith as well, because faith is something that we really have to find within us. And it has to really pull us forward and really pull us, you know, motivate us. in in our life, for example. But with the energy of this full moon pointing at Venus and Taurus and Taurus is what's called your fourth sign of home and family, it is picking up on these bigger changes that have been really shifting, shaking up and, and in some cases, really profoundly changing your home environment, where you live, or maybe even how you inhabit yourself. And so this is the full moon where it is, of course, about ideas and information, really sharing them with the world. Maybe you need to tell your story or you tell a very personal story, or maybe you need to sort of reorient yourself so they you can really inhabit yourself or have inhabit your life more greatly. Maybe even make some big choices. Um, that energy of Uranus can be a little unstable, so just really see what is the story that it's revealing for you this week finally, Pisces. So for you, Pisces, Jupiter is what's called your ruling planet. And I was saying this uh, for Sagittarius, which is also Jupiter ruled sign, you've got one month left, give or take of Jupiter in Aries. So this has been this time to really focus on your material life, material stability, material security. And with the sun now in Aries, maybe you're very motivated to kind of make sure that you have everything that you need. These things mean different things to different people. More Sometimes people need more stuff. But I think at the end of the day, we're all humans. We need a roof over our head. We need to make sure we have a source of income and we have resources, food, you know, shelter at our hands, hopefully. Um, but that said, when Jupiter, your planet, changes signs on May 15th, 16th, it's going to be a new hour in your personal astrology. Of course, we'll talk about that in a month and a half time. That said, this full moon puts in the spotlight something called your eighth sign. The eighth sign can really get into a lot of deeper emotional material. Maybe it's revealing something to you. Maybe it's a deeper like, am I safe? Can I trust intimacy, vulnerability, even sexuality, for example? This might be a full moon that's really hitting on the type of material that you don't typically share or share with people that you don't trust or not in your inner circle. Maybe this is a full moon where you need to speak to somebody. You talk to a therapist or somebody you know in a very similar, um, you know, line of work, for example. But that second and eighth axis in your chart, it does also talk about material stability and security. In the case of the eighth, finance, wealth, estate, benefits, taxes, um, and so this sort of like, what what resources do I have? Available to me, what resources you know come from other sources, for example, and even self worth, and maybe you're finding that actually coming up in your time uh, this uh, with this full moon. If you are feeling a lot of you know deeper emotions, for example, you may need to talk about it. I'm saying because Venus, which is the planet that rules that full moon, is in your third third voice communication, how you think and listen and learn. And you are halfway through a seven year uh, story where you're really reinventing how you speak, how you listen, how you communicate. Maybe you're not used to talking about very personal, private, sometimes painful subject matter or anything that really makes you feel deeply vulnerable. But this full moon is trying to shake up how you typically do that. Um, I will also add Pisces because Mercury is a big player in your astrology. It's going to be in Taurus for two months. So it's picking up on these larger themes about voice communication, changing how you speak, listen and learn, and maybe even trusting your intuition more. So there you go. That is your look at the astrology of April 3rd through 9th, 2023 three. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're in April. Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, eclipse season, um, which means that life is going to get a little bit interesting. I know we just got through March and everything else that was happening in March, Pluto going into Aquarius, Saturn going to Pisces, Mars finally getting out in Gemini. But we got another got another thing. To, to navigate, but I'm sure you all navigate it. Well, I appreciate you all. Thank you for joining me every week to listen to the live astrology or to watch on the replay. You can watch it on YouTube, Instagram, and Spotify. You can join me um, on my website, empoweringastrology.com. And I even have a newsletter that you can sign up. I do put um, some you know information out every Monday morning, or I talk to you about my upcoming events. But uh, yeah, follow me online, sign up for my newsletter. And I will see you all next week. Take care. Be well. Bye bye.